in the midst of my brother getting married, one of my best mates getting married, uh, my own wedding planning, uh, tis the season, I managed to check out a new folk horror film, Unwelcome, and oh boy... Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Oz Movie Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Pato, and today I'll be tackling Unwelcome, a horror film from director John Wright, uh, who I was previously unfamiliar with. He's directed a few cult classics, I guess, uh, a film called Grabbers, uh, Robot Overlords, and The Tormented, three films I have not seen. But what did catch me off guard was a really fun poster, which I shared on my Instagram and on Twitter, and... I said that I had no idea that this movie existed for one uh, and it was a strange-looking film from the trailers and, yeah, it looked like it was right up my alley but at the same time, it was also one of those films that it looked like the studio was trying to hide. Uh, The film definitely didn't look like it was going to be a huge box office success Uh, but it was a studio horror film. Uh, This movie is uh, produced and distributed by Warner Brothers uh, which is just really absurd to me because it's not really a typical horror film. Uh, the film is about goblins, uh, which is just really weird, and it's not inherently scary. Uh, it is inherently violent, but it isn't a typical horror film. So I was just a bit surprised to see a studio horror film tackle such a folk legend, uh, you know, Irish legend uh, f- for this particular story. And I, yeah, look, I, I this film isn't fantastic. It's not. It's not very good, but. I did want to talk about it because it sort of sets a trend in Hollywood that I, I'm kind of for. Like, I, I, I kind of like these studio horror films, you know, taking chances and doing something completely left field and not being a run-of-the-mill horror film. And, yeah, look, I, I, I kind of like that about it. But I'll get into it a bit more, but I, I just wanted to talk about a film that no one's seen, um, that a film, you know, like this exists is kind of fun. Uh, it is at a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is surprising to me, but it's a 4.9 on IMDb, which I think is more in line with, I guess, the, the general audience consensus for this type of film. But... That's the intro, so let's get stuck into this one. So take it away, trailer. When you live here, can you believe it? Honey, I'm home! (sighs) There is one more thing. The red cats. Is anyone there? When they'll need feeding. So, Unwelcome is directed by John Wright and stars Hannah John Carmen, uh, Douglas Booth, Carm Meany, uh, Christian Nan, also known as Hodor, um, and Chris Wally. Uh, and the film follows a married couple, Maya and Jamie, who escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural island, only to discover a malevolent and murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient wood at the foot of their new garden. Uh, so, yeah, essentially this couple are brutally uh, home invaded in their home in England uh, and they decide to, to move out to the suburbs after um, our lead character Jamie's uh, great aunt passes away and leaves 
uh, him and his partner their home. Uh, and yeah, that's the general setup. And essentially, uh, the the wife, um, who is played by uh, Hannah John uh, Carmen, Maya, uh, Maya's told to feed these goblins or the red caps uh, at nighttime, um, just chop liver, leave it at the foot of their little cave and just leave. And yeah, look, everything will be dandy. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't go down like that. Uh, this film, it has a really slow start. Uh, the home invasions, like part of the start of the film, is actually quite confronting because it is quite brutal, uh, unnecessarily brutal. Uh, I understand, you know, showing the brutality of the attack, so you understand the characters' motivations from moving their, com- you know, their life completely out of England to move to Ireland, but. Yeah, look, it didn't need to be as brutal as what it was. We have a pregnant Maya who is, like, brutally assaulted, uh, and it is uncomfortable. And I, I think because the rest of the tone isn't really in line with that for this film, I, I found it to be really off-putting and quite confronting. Uh, but nevertheless, it's the catalyst to move this plot along, and we move ourselves to rural Island and... Yeah, look, it, it, it is uh, an interesting setup for the film. So essentially, once they've got this house, they want to do renovations for it. Uh, and this family that live in town, the Whelans, are really uh, not liked by the townsfolk. Uh, they're really odd. Um, we have a very hemi performance from Colm Meany, uh, who plays the dad um, character, uh, asks everyone to call him daddy in a really aggressive way, which is just really weird and makes for some really awkward silences in the film, which is just, it's strange. And I, I think that's the the biggest thing with this film is that if I was to recommend it to general moviegoers, everyone's going to be laughing their asses off with this because I, I can tell that tonally they're going for that vibe, but more so that the movie understands that you're going to be laughing at it. So you're kind of laughing with it in a sense, but I don't think it fully lands in that perspective because I, I found myself laughing at it and just had this constant look of confusion with just some of the tonal shifts and some of the choices. Uh, we have like... Characters, like I said, at the beginning of this, we have a brutal home invasion assault uh, that doesn't feel in line with the rest of the tone of the film. Uh, we have these wheeling characters who are, which are very strange and, and make really weird decisions and say weird things uh, during the film. And uh, the the two, uh, the brother and sister character um, in particular, the way that they bounce off one another is just very strange. They feel like, you know, the, the hyenas from The Lion King. They're going for that henchman vibe you know like a, a, a bebop and rock steady kind of thing from the ninja turtles that's that's the vibe you get with these two characters and it just doesn't tonally work with the rest of the film because you have two actors in hannah john uh carmen and and douglas booth who are giving quite good performances and i said that after i watched the film their performances aren't really utilized in a decent horror film because they're they're scares and, and whatnot in this film are just completely predictable they're not scary because the goblins come across as comical they reminded me of the ghoulies which again is not a comparison that you should be making to you know a, a small independent b movie from the 90s and the 80s ghoulies 2 and, and ghoulies should not be compared to a, a bigger budgeted uh, studio film and I, i'm just a bit surprised and i can see why warner brothers didn't want this you know released more widely uh the film is currently playing on home media Uh, in the States. I think the only uh, platform you can buy it on though is iTunes. Um, Yeah. And and look, I I just don't really understand uh, the thought process in making a film like this. And look, John Wright, the director, dude probably, you know, has chops for these types of films, you know, like a a lower budgeted uh, 
And it's funny, actually, because his name's John Wright. I, I was thinking more of Joe Wright's filmography as well, and that, that was the kind of vibe I was getting from uh, the way that the, the film looked and the way that, you know, the not only that and, the I guess, the setting at the start of it as well, but it did feel like... Sorry, not Joe Wright, Joe Cornish. Uh, it did feel like a Joe Cornish film, um, and I was getting that kind of vibe from the the start of the film. And it, yeah, like I said, it wasn't wasn't necessarily the 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 setting as such, which did play, I guess, a, a part in the the comparison. But it felt more so tonally more consistent with something like Attack the Block, and that that was the kind of vibe I was getting from the film at the start. But the comedy beats in Attack the Block work far better in that film than what they do here in Unwelcome. Uh, I was looking forward to this film strangely because, uh, like I said, I had a really interesting poster. I actually quite love the poster. It's one of my favourite posters of recent years. Um, and, you know, it, it's nothing special, but it just grabbed my attention. I was like, what is this film and why have I not heard of this? Uh, and, look, uh, like I said, it, it's got its merits. I, I, I do like the lead performances. I actually wish that uh, Hannah John Carmen was in more. I think she's actually a really talented actress. Uh, she's got chops, uh, the, the girl can act, and doing something like this, like a, a character-driven uh, piece in particular, and it sounds strange again because I'm talking about this strange goblin movie, but her character has a lot of growth during the film and there's a lot of emphasis put on her and her journey. Even Douglas Booth's character, Jamie, as well, um, we, we get a lot with him too. You know, He's a bit of a coward at the start of the film. I was getting the ritual kind of vibes and that was the comparison I was going to make you know, the beginning of this film uh, has this brutal attack, like I said. Um, we have a similar kind of scene in the ritual, but the ritual's tone, um, you know, matches more with the rest of the film, you know. Like, that opening is completely in line with the way that the film plays out. Uh, if you haven't seen The Ritual, would highly recommend it. Uh, it's uh, streaming on Netflix, di uh, directed by David Bruckner. I've talked about the film before. Fantastic film. Um, but, yeah, tonally, um, I feel like that film, you know, deserves a more brutal opening sequence with that liquor store robbery where this home invasion sequence at the start of this film just didn't really work for me. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to harp on about that too much. I've said my piece there. I, I, I think, though... You know, the, the focus of this film should be the goblins. I think they should have been utilised a bit more because they're shown enough where they look silly. Um, and I think because the audience is aware how like, silly they do look, then we probably just need to show them more. Uh, the film doesn't really show a goblin until like 40 minutes into the movie and it's only an hour and 40 minutes, which again is too long uh, for this type of film. But I, I think if you're going to do, you know, this type of film, then you need to... Yeah, lean into the strangeness and the, the, the weirdness a little more than what they did. Um, it looked like there was puppets used. They were definitely CGI enhanced, but I, I'm a fan for those practical puppets because they're fun. Uh, I got Puppet Master vibes too. I'm getting all these B-movie vibes. And I can tell you as well that I can see that John Wright's influences uh, with this film are very distinct. Uh, I think one of the other ones that I saw... Um, a big influence for is uh, um, the 2013 Evil Dead film by Fede Alvarez. Um, the ending of this film in, in particular, uh, we have Maya's character um, taking the reins of, I guess, these goblins. And look, this is a spoiler, but like it really doesn't matter because no one's seen this movie. Um, but yeah, we get this imagery of Maya standing out in the garden as the um, goblins are chanting around her and the sky turns like a blood red as she's like drenched in blood. 
um, and she's like laughing into the sky and it's raining. Like it just, it was Evil Dead through and through, like that, that 2013 film. So you can see influences from various different um, films whilst watching this. And I think that was more of the fun I had with it. Like I, I like folk horror. I think that's like a really fun subgenre. Uh, we had a great film last year called The Innocence, which if you haven't seen is fantastic and I would definitely recommend it. But more recently, um, I guess, uh, horror has sort of gone through for that A24 kind of vibe where this film feels like, uh, like again, Warner Brothers film in 2021, Malignant. Like, I'm, I, you know, a big studio making a really um, strange, uh, bigger budgeted film. Um, I, I just find it really bizarre. Like, I, I just don't see where this fits in the echelon of, like, you know, modern horror, especially studio horror. Like I said, you've got studios like A24, which are going for that darker, more sombre kind of tone with their horror films, which I'm a big fan of because I love slow burn horror. Um, but then you've got studio horror, you know, like with what Blumhouse have been doing recently where they're leaning into more of the comedic aspects uh, with, you know, films like Megan, uh, even, you know, to a certain extent that 2018 Halloween film had that kind of vibe to it as well. Um, you know, studio horror either goes that route, they go for the more of the blockbuster broad approach with like the conjuring films, or you go batshit crazy like they did with Malignant in 2021. And Unwelcome kind of fits between that blockbuster horror approach. It doesn't have the budget of a conjuring film, but it just sort of, it, it, it's going for, you know, that broader appeal, but also doing the B-movie tropes. Like it's a really strange thing. And like, I would love to know more about its production and, and, and what happened with this film because it's just such a strange little oddity and I, I find it weird that Warner Brothers didn't want to release it stateside in the cinemas because I feel like during January in particular because, you know, um, February became crowded towards the end of it and March has had a big release every single week uh, during its entire month. So then you look back at January and you're like, oh, outside of Megan there was really, or Mithrigan, whatever you want to call it, there was nothing really, you know, released. And, and horror movies in, in particular traditionally do well in January uh, prior to the pandemic. So, you know, it would have been interesting to see. Warner Brothers had nothing to lose with this release. So I'm, I'm just really strange, you know, uh, getting really strange vibes from this film and I don't really know what happened. I would love to learn more. Uh, and that's the benefit of physical media, kids. If we got this released on DVD or Blu-ray, we, we would have some special features to actually go into and maybe just see some behind-the-scenes stuff or listen to an audio commentary because I just don't know. Uh, and doing some some brief research as well, there's, like, nothing on here on the internet, you know, talking about this film. So would love to know more about it. And if you do know anything, please let me know because I would love to, to find out some more information. Um, I'm going to try and reach out to... to uh, to John Wright and just see, you know, maybe he's got some some behind the scenes goss or, or something that he can spill. Uh, it would be really interesting because I, yeah, again, I, I quite enjoyed this film. Um, it's by no means a good movie, but it's just got a lot of the things that I look for in these types of films. Um, and I guess it kind of was exactly what I was expecting. Would have liked more goblin action, um, but yeah, didn't really get that. But overall, this is my type of you know mid budget horror film. Uh, but yeah, look, unwelcome. Uh, you can't really watch it anywhere unless you have a VPN and you're willing to pay uh, like $12 in the States. Um, I'm keeping an eye out because there's rumours that there might be a physical media release in the UK in June. Don't know if that's true or not, but I'm, I'm sort of keeping my fingers crossed because this is the sort of thing I would love to have in my collection so I can actually go back and watch 
um, it and, and really delve into it because, like I said, it's it's a very strange movie. I, I don't really know, yeah, what the go is here, but it, it it was a movie that that sort of gripped me, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Like I said, though, it's very hard to find, and I don't know if you'll be able to watch it anywhere. I think maybe it's maybe you can watch it on Voodoo as well. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but you can definitely see it on iTunes uh, in the states if you if you want to pay that twelve dollars. Uh, but yeah, look that that is. Um, that is unwelcome. Uh, it's a strange movie. It's a weird movie. It's a movie I would not necessarily recommend to the broader audience, but at the same time, I kind of liked it. So, yeah, look, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Um, like I said, uh, it, it's got some interesting things, obviously, going on behind the scenes, and I want to delve into a bit of that um, if we do get a physical release of this film. Uh, but, look, that's unwelcome. Um, yeah. Do do what you will with with that review and, and that information. If you want to want to sit through it, then be my guest. Uh, but look, that brings this episode to a close, guys. A bit of a shorter one because uh, there really wasn't too much to say. Uh, Hodor was good. Uh, he's a he's a quite a talented man, um, and it was fun seeing him in a different kind of role. Um, not being disrespectful by calling him Hodor, but we all know him as Hodor. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed seeing Christian Nan in this type of film um you know it, it's fun to see him on screen because he's a talented actor well-trained actor and it would be cool to see him in more things um and you know doing a, a folk horror movie look I, i'm all for um breaching out and uh yeah do, doing something completely different uh but look yeah that brings this episode to a close guys so thank you again for listening and uh yeah i look forward to bringing you more reviews coming very shortly like i said there's a bit in the works at the moment so i'll keep you updated and posted on all of that and everything movies uh definitely follow me on instagram facebook and twitter at OzMovieGeek or on Twitter, ChrisPato96. Uh, you can also follow me on Letterboxd to see what I'm watching. Uh, I've been posting short, like, three-sentence reviews for everything that I watch. Um, so, yeah, you can definitely check those out as well. But, look, guys, that's, that's that one all wrapped up. So, yeah, uh, until next time, peace out.